Welcome to the Don't HR Alone podcast, your weekly source for news and updates relevant to the HR profession. We also bring you monthly interviews with HR leaders, CEOs, and small business owners, along with our weekly updates. Each week, you can tune in for updates by following us on the social media of your choice. We post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also subscribe by going to don'thralone.com. And our show is on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe as well. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rami Alijil, and welcome to episode number 57. Today, we're doing a deep dive into digital open enrollments. With open enrollment season coming up, many employers are trying to reduce the amount of paper notices they distribute. There are health plan notices that are required under federal laws, so employers need to be sure their distribution methods are compliant. So today I'll be answering some FAQs about distributing open enrollment materials electronically. The U.S. Department of Labor provide guidelines for electronic distribution of health plan notices. Generally, notices must be distributed in a manner that reasonably ensures the employee will receive the material. It's not enough to post materials online or offer other media without actually delivering them to the employee. So if you have like a company intranet, just posting it up there doesn't count. So what are the guidelines for electronic distributions? The key to understand is that the DOL distinguishes between employees with work-related computer access and other employees. First, notices may be distributed electronically to employees who regularly access electronic media, such as the company's email system, as part of their regular job duties. For instance, notices can be sent by email with a return receipt request, as long as the email explains the significance of the material. As an employer, you should confirm that the materials are being received on a regular basis. You can, of course, use an online system, but that's difficult if, you do not, if they do not normally meet the regular work-related computer access rule. If you're going to use electronic standard uh, electronic distribution, if the employee goes online, you must get consent. And that's a key part of online enrollment systems. The first thing is a digital signature authorization and a consent to receiving forms electronically. The rules for obtaining consent can be burdensome, so many employers perform, prefer not to use electronic distribution for such employees who do not meet the regular work-related computer access. Instead, employers distribute paper copies either by first-class mail to the employee's home address or just by giving it to them at work. In addition to employees whose job do not involve regular computer access, there's also a distribution requirement for COBRA beneficiaries and employees away from work on leave. And for them, electronic distribution may not be feasible either. So make a plan for those who don't have access to your online system. If the guidelines are met, what types of health plan notices can be distributed electronically? Well, the DOL guidelines for electronic distribution apply to many required health plan notices and disclosures. These include the SPD, the summary plan description, summary of material modifications, notice of marketplace coverage options called the exchange notice, HIPAA special enrollment notices, and your benefits summaries such as evidence of the coverage, booklets, and certificates. So basically everything you do online or everything that you do on paper, you can do online. At open enrollment, the HIPAA notice and benefit summaries explaining the employee's choices are distributed. Other items such as SPDs, SMMs, and the exchange notice can also be included, although they are not required during each year's enrollment season if there are no changes. Okay, next question. Can the HIPAA notice of privacy practices, often called the privacy notice, be distributed electronically? The privacy notice does not have to be distributed during open enrollment. Instead, the required timeframes are 
at the time of the employee's initial enrollment, such as hire, upon the individual's request, within 60 days of a material change to the content of the notice, and at least once every three years, the plan must distribute a reminder that the notice is available or just distribute the full notice again. Although not required, some employers do choose to include the privacy notice with open enrollment materials. It can be distributed electronically, but the conditions are a little bit more restrictive than for other types of benefits notices. So, individuals must affirmatively consent to receive the notice electronically, including consenting to any hardware or software requirements, and acknowledge that the consent may be withdrawn at any time. So there are standard notices that are good for that, uh, that are built out into many enrollment platforms. But if you're doing it via email or that kind of thing, you have to uh, um, go that way. You have to you have to make sure that you have it um, done accurately. You want a lawyer to review it. In any case, if the plan maintains a website describing the benefits and services, the full privacy notice must be posted there in addition to the distribution. So it needs to be accessible year-round if you're going to maintain a website with those bits on there. Okay, next up, what about the summary of benefits and coverage? Can it be distributed electronically? Absolutely. The SBC can be distributed electronically if you're using the appropriate methods. The usual DOL guidelines for electronic distribution is actually less restrictive for SBCs. For example, if the enrollment is conducted exclusively online, the SPC can just be provided electronically by whatever means you want. Otherwise, for employees who are currently enrolled and who use a computer as part of their regular job duties, the SBC can be sent to that computer, or you can post it and send a notice explaining how to access it and how to request a paper copy at no charge. For employers who are not, for employees who are not currently enrolled, the SBC can just be posted online as long as persons are notified of its availability. Many plans send a brief email to meet the notice requirement. In summary, distributing the health benefit plan notices at open enrollment using electronic media offers many conveniences to the employer and the employee. Eliminating unnecessary paper copies helps save you money and, you know, does a good thing for the environment. At the same time, employers, though, need to really ensure that their distribution methods comply with federal laws. Okay. So that's my summary of the online stuff. The next topic I'll be covering today is whether or not your company is required to cover transgender services. We received this question exactly. Quote, our company's group health plan is self-funded. Are we required to cover transgender services? We heard that a federal law might require coverage, but the rule was repealed. Is that correct? Okay. At this time, federal law does not specifically require self-funded group health plans to cover transgender benefits. However, there are non-discrimination laws that employers must consider in designing and administering their program. First, we know that Section 1557 of the ACA prohibits discrimination, and it does include gender identity discrimination in the health activities and health programs. This rule actually only applies to entities that receive some form of federal funding, such as healthcare providers, insurers, certain administrators, so your company may be exempt. If it doesn't receive federal funding, fine. On the other hand, if you use a TPA for your uh, self-funded plan that is also a health insurer, Section 1557 will probably apply to your plan. Section 1557 prohibits discrimination based on gender identity flat out. The court action applies nationwide, so at this time, Section 1557 does not require health plans to cover gender transition services specifically, but it does require non-discrimination for transgenders in general. The second broader issue falls around Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, 
Act. It prohibits employers from discriminating in providing health coverage and other items. Title VII is regulated and enforced by the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and it's not affected by any by the court's injunction regarding the ACA Section 1557. For the purposes of Title VII, discrimination includes discrimination against transgender persons. I actually have a direct quote from the EEOC website for reference. Here's the statement, quote, EEOC interprets and enforces Title VII prohibition on sex discrimination as forbidding any employment discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation. So, as an employer, you may want to work with your legal counsel to consider possible exposure under Title VII if their group health plan excludes transgender, transgender or gender identity services, even though there is this injunction. Title VII is still in force, and it's a really tricky slope. I hope I've answered your questions. Uh, with more detail, head over to our Facebook page. You can uh, link directly to this article. You can always ask us questions, too. We love to hear uh, from anyone who listens, and we can provide further clarity via message if it's a specific to your group. And if you're wondering about something, I'm sure our other listeners are as well, so we'd love to clarify in the future. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe on the social media of your choice, or maybe check us out on Google Play, iTunes, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful week. You guys go out there and get your work done.